Listening to Good Woman with Alexa Ann Rockwell. That's me. Here we discover new and old ways to master our God given roles as women, wives, mothers, and friends. I am far from perfect, but strive with me. Strive with me to become a good woman. Hey guys, welcome back to Good Woman. And today I wanted to touch on parenting styles. Parenting styles and why it's relevant to you in the here and now. Not just as a mom. So any woman, if you're here and you're not a parent yet, this is still relevant to you. So there is a four, there are four types of parenting styles that is like universally accepted. Okay. The four parenting styles. There is one, the authoritative parenting style, which is a parent that is warm and loving and responsive to their child, but also sets up boundaries and has disciplinary actions and um, takes a lot of effort in, you know, making sure that the child is doing, you know, what's right and, you know, what they need to be doing. The second type of parenting style is authoritarian parenting, which is a parent that's not very loving or warm or responsive to the child, but very strict and demanding. And there's usually this difference between, okay, discipline in the authoritative style and punishment. So the authoritarian parent is very structured and cold in the way that they quote-unquote discipline so we don't really wouldn't call it discipline we would just kind of call it punishment and that's kind of how they rule their children the third type of parenting style is permissive parenting and permissive parenting is when a parent is warm and loving and responsive to their child but they don't really set up any boundaries or rules or any any of that and they usually give in to their child's emotions Fourth parenting style is neglectful, uninvolved parenting. And that's kind of just common sense what it is. You know, they have their, their zero on both both the disciplinary and the loving warmth and, res- and response to the child. So they're just, they're lax in their parenting. And then they also don't really show that they care at all. And so whatever the kid wants to do, they can do because the parents is very uninvolved. So those are the four parenting styles. And the reason why I find this so relevant, even for people that are not parenting yet, you have been parented. And I want you to really analyze how your, that the parenting style that you had impacted you. You could probably sit there right now and say, okay, my mom was this and my dad was this, and this is why I do X, Y, Z. I want to read to you guys, because I just read a paper on this. I want you guys to know how deeply 
these things impact children. Um, a mother and their their child in infancy, the attachment that the mom forms with the child impacts their neurological makeup. Like it's just insane. And we'll get into attachment theories later on, but um, in an, in a different episode. But it's so important. It even changes the baby's brain. So these things are so important. And then when we think, okay, past infancy, we think, okay, then parenting styles kind of come into being. And we see that this impacts a child in different ways. If a child has come from an authoritarian or neglectful household, they are susceptible to distress poor self-control, anxiety, excessive shyness, anger, aggressiveness, hyperactivity, difficult temperament, nervousness, emotional instability, and depression. Whereas if your child is raised in authoritative or permissive household, yes, I even said permissive, authoritative or permissive household, they have more of an opportunity to flourish. So these children have higher levels of self-esteem, psychosocial maturity and competence, higher academic performance, and greater ability to emotionally and mentally self-regulate. This is important to know even when you're not parenting because it's so good to know yourself. When you start digging into, okay, my parents were this and this is why I do that. It changes things a little bit. It changes things because then when you do become a parent, you actually understand the fact that the most important thing for a child is not necessarily, okay, I was disciplined accordingly but it was that I was loved and cared for. Yeah, my mom could have done a better job at X, Y, Z, but she loved me and that's what impacted me the most. And so I wanted, I want to point that out when you do become a parent or if you're a parent listening right now, you cannot mess up your children if you can effectively love and care and respond to them in the right way. This is, has been so encouraging for me as a parent because I have so, like, whenever my child misbehaves, there's so many people behind you going, well, if you just were consistent enough or um, maybe you need to come up with a new, you know, timeout schedule or maybe you need to do this or maybe you need to do that. You're going to be so inundated with all of this that it's going to be overwhelming and so stressful and you're going to be like, am I even doing this right And yet we even see with the permissive, under the permissive, and these are actual studies and research done, guys. So I'm not just like pulling this from out of the air, but even permissive kids are even more creative than other children because their parents have not created as many boundaries for them so they can be more creative and more successful. These are things that if we just, you know, took them and said, oh, Wow. Okay. It's not that you throw out all the other parenting books that you had because parenting parenting techniques vary and every situation is so complex. You know, I'd have to sit down with you guys as an individual family to really know like all the ins and outs because I had a friend that I was telling this to and she's like, well, what about, you know, this situation? And it was just so complex. I'm like, I don't think parenting styles answers all of those problems. It just can't. There were so many things that that attributed to that bad behavior and attributed to that person. But if you kind of step back for a second and go, okay, the way that I parent 
greatly impacts my child, but it's so simple. It's so simple. I, I need to love them and care for them above everything else. And when I can correctly discipline, great. Because I do think that the biblical worldview is authoritative parenting, where it's like you're loving, caring, nurturing. The Bible supports discipline, though. So it really does. But if we can just step back for a second and say, okay, it, it supports discipline for sure. I think that there's boundaries that we need to put in line for our kids, especially when it comes to Christianity and right and wrong morals and um, who God is. And we need to make sure that their worldview is correct and that they know, okay, we're doing the right thing because God wants us to do this. And so it's good to have these boundaries, but all, but everything is not writing on the fact that, well, I just was not consistent enough. And that's what's wrong with my child. Okay? that That's what I want to discourage you from. Do not ever think like, okay, well, that one instance, I just, you know, I really messed up. I did not punish properly. And ugh. no, let's not do that to ourselves. Not Let's not kick ourselves. The best thing that you can do for our kid is... Love them. And we need to discern also between, and I'll do another parenting episode another time between like, you know, discipline on discipline, but we need to make sure that we're separating discipline and punishment. That's like, it's such an important thing to discern from. Why are you punishing? Why are you disciplining? Why is this person having this consequence? Um, is this a real world type situation that you're giving your child or are you just spanking to spank right I'm not saying that the Bible doesn't say to not to spank the Bible actually talks about the rod in Proverbs 23 13 through 14 and Proverbs 22 through 15 but as I said I'm going to just read one of the sentences in my paper um but the Bible is not outdated and a Christian parent will be able to discern when the rod is an appropriate discipline measure during a specific situation Simply put, while the use of the rod is accepted as a tool in the biblical parenting style, the use of the rod is not an appropriate substitute for biblical parenting. I will fight to the death on this, <laughs> okay? The fact that the rod is not the answer for every single parenting thing that happens. Oh, my kid's misbehaving, so here's the, here's the belt. Oh, here, my, my kid's misbehaving, so he deserves a spanking. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. I'm sorry. The heart of the issue, and I, I read these parenting books, and I love them. There's so, so, much, so many things to like glean from it. Um, Shepherding a Child's Heart, I love that book. But when he talks about the rod as a loving tool, it's not always. If you're not doing it correctly. And there's a time to show grace because God gives me grace a lot. And so when we want to say, okay, what the, what the, what the Bible says, I'm going to give you some Bible verses to look up for parenting. Proverbs 22, 6, Proverbs 1, 8 through 9, Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 7, Ephesians 6, 4, Proverbs 29, 17, and Colossians 3.21. And I believe that these all support an authoritative parent. But I will say again, and I'm, I'm going to say that this is really important. If you're not a, a parent yet, determine how you're a parent. Change the things that need to be changed 
really look into yourself and like how that impacted you. It's so important. It's so important because these things are going to impact your children and your children's children if you continue on. And maybe that's good. Maybe your parents did really, really great. And that's great too. Then continue what you're doing. And for those parenting that kind of just feel like, what if I'm messing up? Do you have a loving relationship with your children? Then you're not. You're not messing up. And as they get older, you'll learn that to be true. And also remember, also remember guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you guys with this too. Good kids come from bad households and bad kids come from good households. Sometimes the situation is just bigger than you and the problems are just bigger than you. But I think with parenting styles, it's so important to just know what you can be doing on just like a simple level and why these things are just relevant to you as a parent and what you can do moving forward. So I'm not giving you, you know, like, here's your here's what makes you a great parent. You know, you need to do this and you need to do that. You need to read a whole book on, you know, another parenting book that I love is, is parenting by, uh, Paul David Tripp. I think that's his name. I love that book. Such a good book. We are sinful people. We are sinful. Our kids are sinful. They are more like us than we'd like to admit sometimes. And we need to show them grace. Like God gives us grace. And you need to love them. You need to love them more than you need to concentrate on what punishment they need to have that day. You need to love them. You need to fill their love bucket. And this was something that we ha- I had to deal with with my son, my oldest son, who has had bad behavior. And we go to therapy with him. And you know what has been just the most revolutionary thing to focus in on is his love bucket. His bucket needs to be filled every single day. And if his love bucket is not filled, he's not going to be content and he's going to act out. And that has been the hardest thing to work on because sometimes it's like, man, what are you doing? But I'm sure God looks at me and says the same exact thing. (laughs) And we have given grace and we have given grace and we have figured out, you know, what he needs to fill that love bucket and And we have, you know, gotten in a better place. Not days are not perfect. We're not perfect, but we've gotten in a better place to truly understand, okay, it's better to love this child than to discipline him when his heart's not in the right place. And um, we hope, you know, we hope that that will encourage. Let me list it again. We hope that that will encourage our, our kids to have higher levels of self-esteem, psychosocial maturity and competence, higher academic performance, and greater ability to emotionally and mentally self-regulate. That's what we want from our kids. We want them to be independent thinkers. We want them to, you know, rise to the occasion and feel like they're good enough. And we all, that all starts not from discipline, not from boundaries altogether. It comes from us being loving and responsive to our children and the other things are second and again biblical worldview says we put up boundaries we do discipline you know but all of that is done with discernment after prayer we need to be in prayer by ourselves and with our children and our children need to be in prayer and and things will come easier 
things will definitely come easier. I hope I said everything that I needed to say here, but I've been feeling really, really, oh, I've been feeling like I really need to share this information because it's just been so revolutionary to me. I know that it's just such a simple concept because I think I just was getting so stuck in like, well, I must be doing something wrong. I need to discipline differently. (laughs) You know, I must be doing something wrong. I'm not doing anything wrong, you know, as long as I'm doing what the most important thing. And I, and anyway, I hope you dig into those verses. I hope that this encouraged you, encouraged you today. And even if, you know, you said, well, when you get home, you're going to have a five minute timeout and you don't follow through on that. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just find it really funny. I've been around so many authoritarian parents in my life and the thoughts that go on and on in my head is like, you cannot not follow through. Oh my, the world is on your shoulders when that happens, you know, I encourage you. It's not, it's, you don't fail over one thing, you know, um, I encourage you that. The research does not support that. It just doesn't. And so you need to do what what you know. I mean, this is going to be so cliche, but like you need to do what's right for you and, and for your family. And it's and it's kind of true. Step back. Look at your child as an individual. Read these Bible verses. And you and your husband come to a conclusion of what needs to happen. And most of the time, we need to work on communication. Just like in a marriage, we're working on communication all the time. Usually, we're working on communication with our kids. Working on how to communicate that love to our children. How to communicate the rights and the wrongs. Teaching them how to live this life properly. And the techniques will be different for every child on how to, you know, train them up correctly. But love them. Make sure that they know that you're there, that you're there for them and just watch them soar. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to reach me, you can reach me on my email at alexaannrockwell at gmail.com. And Anne is spelled with an E. Don't forget that E. And follow me online. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is alexaannrockwell. And if you'd like to help me out, please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later.